Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Coming in hot. And <laughs> welcome to another edition of the Players Lounge on Believe Podcast. I'm Cyrus Hobby. I'm Scott Felix. This is my beer. This is my pen. This is Pogo. And together we are Players Lounge. Here on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles, number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in Los Angeles and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Believe. Uh, we're here at Tire Buyer Brewery again. Another week in the brewery. I'm here drinking a beautiful vanilla porter brewed in-house. So if you want a fresh beer and watch some sports. Sober October, I am in. So <laughs> this is the, uh, what is this called? Um, Sucks kim- to be kim- you, kombucha, what is it really? I just have to drink about 500 oh, of these vodka, and then I'll actually dude. get something. But cheers to all our listeners. And cheers. shout out. No, cheers. And shout out to all our listeners. Uh, I don't know what the viewership was, but we're thankful to all of our- I haven't checked. <laughs> all of our loyal, loyal fans and We've loyal, gotten a loyal few, listeners. A few fans that have reached out yeah we got some nice comments and we got some nice things so we're, uh, i think what we're going to try to do each week we might not get to it but we're going to try to reach out and read some of your comments and try to address them on the show so yeah we got a beautiful loving comment that scott's gonna read from usc for natty and that is a four number four not f-o usc for natty okay to one fan of the players lounge quoting usc for natty that's funny, Felix, having anything whatsoever to say about anyone or anything. This kid came to USC hyped as the best linebacker in the country, exclamation point. He looked like Tarzan and played like Jane his entire time on the Trojans until he was kicked off the team, exclamation point. Someone asked him what he did to get, quote unquote, shit canned, question mark. Kid sounds like a millennial moron, two exclamation points. Nice. Good fans, <laughs> nice. Good fans. So glad to glad to see we have uh, loyal loyal listeners, loyal Let's viewership. Go. Shout out to USC Fornati and their yeah. mustache. Uh, I think that needs its own Instagram account. <laughs> uh, I can smell it from here. Um, I agree with him, Scott. I think you should just kill yourself. Really, I mean that's what it sounds yeah. like. I mean when you lose games, it's <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's life or death. You know? Why do you Why are you even here right now? I don't know. I Jesus. think I'm actually gonna go log off. This is my final episode. <laughs> Uh, I hope you're happy, USC for Natty. Oh man, well, that was a pretty shitty time for you, huh? Uh, it was shitty in the moment, but I mean, <laughs> it was beautiful looking back. Right. You know? Um, I mean, the whole shit can thing is non-existent. Uh, I was still right. You didn't even get you didn't get shit can, did you? No, I mean, uh, my definition of getting shit can is like getting kicked off the team and right. like getting kicked out of the university, which 
Shout out to USC. I am an alum. <laughs> <laughs> Bachelor yeah, of Arts, right. baby. What's going That's on? That's I was saying. You didn't get kicked off. No, 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 no. Not at all. Um, the coaching staff wanted me to stay on the team and practice all year right. and like be on service team. And right. I was with it. I mean, at the time, I was like, you know what? Anything to help the team because right. ev- anybody that knows me, like I was big team first guy, big high motor guy. So, you know, <laughs> I, I wanted a, I wanted us to do well as, as I always right. do. And I was just – I was trying to be the best kind of like team player that I could, but then that was the first time where I was isolated from football in a way to where I was like, you know what? I had like a couple weeks off with Coach mm-hmm. Helton. He's like, take 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 like a week off and just you know just think about stuff. And I was like, all right. And Coach Helton. Oh, that's with Coach Helton too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, Coach okay. Coach Helton. That's why I'm I'll always be such a fan of him is because he was so just mature and like graceful and just gave me so much like wisdom as just like right. not even a coach to a player but like man to man and he was just he was so nice about everything man just so patient and offered me like a just I don't know ears more than anything right so once uh, I had that week away I was just really sitting back and not having to wake up at 5 a.m. to go work out, <laughs> which was nice. That's not yeah, bad. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, this is not bad. I was like, I can, like, rest my, like, my muscles, my right. my joints. And um, it was a lot emotionally and stuff like that just because, you know, having to deal with 500 different things, right. like talking to different, like, news outlets and then talking to PR people. But – it was the first time where I was, like I said, able to get away from football for a second. I was really able to just kind of sit back and be like, you know what? Maybe I need to do something else right now <laughs> instead of just be on the practice squad all year long because yeah. my body was already shot from the last season anyways. Right. And I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to practice this year. I was like, I think I don't – I would love to help us, but at the same time, I would like to rest and right. just focus on school right and now. How fucking dare you? And how fucking dare you watching out for your well-being and your health? You know what? It's I'm a piece you of shit. Piece of shit. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. It's funny it. though. I feel like at first when you when you stop playing, you're like, oh, this feels so good. And then like now you get camp comes around, you're like, oh, you get, I don't know. Like I I, I smell it, I smell the grass. I'm like, shit, kind of part of you that wishes you were back out there. Yeah, but I mean, initially getting out, you're like. This feels good to sleep in, on, yeah, to sleep in mean, on a fucking Monday. Well, the craziest thing was that the first game that I wasn't playing in over like eight years was when we were playing Alabama for oh, the first time. Oh, shit. Yeah, so like everybody was hyped about that. I remember two years prior, I was like, dude, I can't wait to play Alabama. I know. And yeah, then, that kind of sucks. So I was like, that was the first time that I saw the team playing without me, and I was definitely bummed about it. But at the same time, though, it was kind of like 50-50, like being, I don't know, in some kind of weird – just position where I did was not upset in a way to where I was just like kind of watching as a fan and just yeah. encouraging my guys like from home. But then at the same time I was like, damn, I wish I was competing more than anything. Yeah. It's funny how shit turns out when you don't like pan out like they're coming in as the best linebacker, best guard in the country. And then you just, you know, shit happens obviously along the way. And then yeah. you're just a worthless a piece yeah. of shit, you know. I mean, it, I had, <laughs> and, and it's funny because a lot of people like reached out to me on Twitter this this week. Coincidentally, yeah. I don't know why, but they're like hitting me up. They're like, "How does it?" They literally asked me that. They're, like, I, f- I forget the exact quote, but they're like, "How does it feel to do? You, does the do you, do you not feel the pressure anymore once you didn't pan out to be what you were supposed <laughs> You're to?" Like, Jesus, and I was like, <laughs> "Thanks," but I responded on on Twitter though, and I was like, "Well, you know, from where I'm from." And the family that I was raised in, which is a great family, but, you know, middle class to low class family. I was like, I got a scholarship to go to one of the top universities in the mm-hmm. entire country. 
like in the entire world. And my mom had me when she was 16. So that is success in its own self right here. Whether anything else was just like, you know, sugar on top of everything, you know. Yeah. But right now, I t- and I told him, I was like, I have... I have endless opportunities because of that. So my life is like just beginning. If you want to get down to brass tacks, motherfucker. Well, this is not everybody's meant to go freaking beat each other up for a living. Yeah, that's cool. Obviously, that was our dreams at one point. But you got to look out for your health and you got to look out for your mental health. And speaking of mental health, I know you saw the Joker. Dude. All right, we're going to – I know we're a sports podcast, but we're going to have to address this freaking movie because I already saw it twice. I'm seeing it tonight again. It's a fucking good movie. Yeah, man. Uh, tell me about your experience, because I remember I I got home, I watched it in the dome on opening Ooh, night, okay. and I got back, and I think all I texted you was go see Joker, and, and I then, said I already did, <laughs> and I was like, oh. oh, I was like, so yeah, so tell us what you thought, man. Dude, I so, so I liked it better the second time. Not gonna lie, I mean, first time was just getting the kinks out, and second time. It's a dark movie. Don't get me wrong. It's a very dark movie. It's obviously, obviously, people are comparing it to like modern day Taxi Driver, and that definitely has that feel. It's just a good damn movie, man. I like any movie that really makes you feel some type of way out when you walk out, and not necessarily a good feeling or a bad. It's just like you're like, whoa, like that had. That's a sad. Like I don't even know if there's there's like one or two funny parts in the movie, and they're like ironically funny. They're not. It's like it's a sad movie, and it's dark. But obviously, everyone's hyping up Joaquin. I mean, my man took it and did he did his that that felt so unique to him. I fucking loved it, dude. Yeah, it was honestly, it felt like Burping one of those movie. Yeah, it felt like one of those movie experiences when you're in the theater where you're just like, wow, I'm witnessing this for the first time. It felt similar to how I was when I watched Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight. Oh, yeah, I remember watching Heath Ledger's for the first time. Oh man, just like, it just tickles you. Yeah, how about I? And I like it because I feel like that was like like Heath Ledger gave us a, a something like a character like whoa, that's the fucking Joker. This one I don't want to give it too much away for the people that haven't seen it, but this one feels like it's just every ten minutes it's just peeling back. You're just yeah, like yeah, whoa, yeah. it feels like you completely you know who the character is, you know who the Joker is. And yet this story is like so fucking unique, so intense, and it just gets peeled back every 10 minutes. I'm like, God damn, by the end of the movie, you're like, oh shit, that's the Joker. Yeah. Fuck. It's it's crazy because I always like to look at the crowd after the movies in the theater. Um, there's been few movies that I've seen in the theater that have left people in their seats for like 10 minutes after the movie's ended. Um, the one that comes to mind is American Sniper. I remember seeing that. Yeah. And people were just sitting there quiet, just like reflecting on this whole thing. And it was the same thing with Joker. Not that the movies compare in any kind of way, <laughs> but like the the impact emotionally. Right. You see it because people are sitting there like questioning the ending. They're questioning whether they like this guy, whether right. they hate this guy. Uh, I mean, I'm just a fan of the comic book character, right. the Joker. So it was interesting to see this portrayal, but... Um, and then especially with all of the the media coming out, like hitting all these uh, negative points on it when they haven't even seen the movie, most of them, uh, it was, I was like, dude, I need to see this. I need to see it. Opening night. <laughs> makes I'm, me want to see yeah, it. Yeah. I was like, I'm tired of hearing Usually when people things. are shitting on something, it makes me want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I understand like people talking about it uh, glorifying violence or it, you know, supporting I'll that kind of that. thing. I understand where they're coming from because they're, I, I, I don't support their viewpoint, but I understand where they're coming from, where it's like if we create characters like uh, Travis Bickle or Joker 
or a movie like Clockwork Orange where right. it's really dark and it's like shit you don't usually see. Uh, does that reflect our society? Does that inspire our society to go do other things like that? I think everybody has their opinion on oh, whether man. it does. I, mean, I don't know. There was, there's been violence for a long time. You can't be blaming it on fucking yeah. <laughs> and Joker. I mean, and I mean, you know, I always oh, say I think on, that if, if there's a dude that's going to ha- be uh, inspired by a movie like this to go out and do some evil stuff, then he was always going to do that eventually. Yeah. You know, and I, it's I, hard to put that on a movie. I mean, I like, I like, we're talking about mental health, and like, yeah. I like that it, it hits you in the feels with mental health and like tra- trauma and this shit. It's like, yeah, bro, this shit's real. And like, we try to act like, I don't know. I think it needs to come to light. And the fact that it's made people so, un- it seems like it's made a lot, like to what you're saying, me a lot of people uneasy and uncomfortable. And it's like, yeah, good. This shit's real. Like people, people are not feeling well. A lot of it has to do with medication. Mm-hmm. I love the fact that they have medicate, like yeah. the freaking pharmaceutical companies, like this shit is real. And I, I just think Joker captured that shit. I mean, which well. is the biggest epidemic in the country right now. Opioids. It's crazy. You know, and Western medicine is freaking yeah. jacked and up. It's, it's interesting looking at a character with, you know, so much stuff, like you said, being revealed every 10 minutes where it's, you think that he's just mentally ill. It's like, oh, no, he's on medication. Oh, no, he actually had, had trauma as a child because he was abused. Oh, people are just, like, despicable to this guy yeah. throughout his whole life. So you're able to, like, connect in, like, your own areas of, like, your own trauma in a way. And that's why it was so interesting to watch this as an audience member. So. Yeah, it was, uh, and again, Joaquin, I think he's walking away with it. I, I think he's walking he away with that award. <laughs> like, he, come on, maybe. You know, I mean, um, if, if I literally see somebody at the end of this year, because that's when all the good movies come out, if I see somebody at the end of this year come out with a better performance, I'll honestly say, like, yeah, they deserve that Oscar. But as of right now, it's hard to think of anybody doing better than what Joaquin did. Even your boy Shia LaBeouf. I mean, he's got some stuff out there. He's got some he's juice got some coming. Heat. He's got some, he's juice, got some heat. He's got the, some juice coming. He's got some, no, he's got even, some heat in the cannon. Even then, though, dude, I think Joaquin's got unlimited heat. <laughs> <laughs> Joaquin, Joaquin has things. Ultimate that, power. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, the the higher up came back in. Yeah, man. I mean, it's. I think that we'll look back on Joker, and I think that it will be known as. I don't want to say a masterpiece, but I want to say that it will be like a classic for sure. Again, a freaking character you know and it felt so unique watching it i mean it's a go see it yeah and it's i'm gonna go watch it again tonight <laughs> <laughs> and i'm gonna go watch it by myself because i need to just sit in it for a few hours i need to, I need to sit in this yeah well before we get into sports uh, i think we have a message from our sponsor yeah this is actually something that we're getting pretty excited about tell us more about it cyrus well this is the uh the new and improved helmets you know obviously concussions are a big uh, big issue in uh, in sports right now. So these new helmets, the uh, the Copper Fit 2019, are uh, clinically proven to stop concussions by at least 27%, 37% of the time. And the goggles obviously help you see clearer where you're hitting. I realize there's no face mask, yeah. So that might be questionable for the jaw, but it actually teaches you to lead with your head more and use better technique because they're so absorbing and they mm-hmm. fit so well. I can't hear a word you're saying or playing. But uh, thank you. Shout out to our sponsors, Copperfit 2019. Uh, the future of football. Get it now. All right. Speaking of speaking of football, which is what we're supposed to be talking about. Oh, for real? <laughs> on this show, uh, we had a bye week for USC, and now we're playing uh, the those Notre assholes Dame across the way. Irish. The Fighting Irish. The I would say one of the bigger rivalries for USC. I mean, this shit's been going on for. 
You could argue it's the biggest. Yeah. So. Um. What do we got, man? How, how do you? Well, how, we, how need you to, we need to we need to put a disclaimer on. I mean, we'll get, we'll get, actually we'll get to the disclaimer. But how am I feeling? I'm a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, always because it's out of respect. Because Notre Dame always brings that stuff. They always yeah. bring the heat. Um, we have obviously been like this, up and down, just fluctuating nonstop. Yeah. And um, I think that. The issue this week is, dude, we sound like broken records, but it's going to be coaching. And the, <laughs> the thing that I'm worried most about is coming from Notre Dame. It's not even about us. Yeah. Um, before we get into all that, we both played against Notre Dame. Right. What were some of your experiences playing against them? What was your record? Well, uh, just off the top. apparently I was there for the last win we had at Notre Dame, which is 2011. Yeah. Um, that place, I think I've said this before on the podcast, Oh, playing away at Notre Dame is a fucking experience. Oh, like yeah. that place, it's been sold out 200 something. Thing at 270 consecutive games, I think, Holy is what the stat I saw. That place is rocking. With and a capital R. As a freaking football player, I can't hype you up. Like I said, I, that's like the only thing that gives me hope. I keep burping this goddamn mic, dude. This beer's too good. It's disgusting. Um, is when we play away it sometimes benefits us because we like our guys like get lit up for these freaking environments and that place i swear to god this stadium sways we went there in 2011 that place was rocking i'm pretty sure we played oregon like within the next two weeks when they were ranked number two um we beat them that year juan's a starling had a freaking sweet fumble uh recovery for a touchdown shout out to juan's miss you uh, miss you and all the shout out to all the players that uh have not have uh ghosted us to, to, go, to, go on the, to go on the podcast oh no once once we've had we've had we've had cancellations the last two weeks and best believe we're getting that specific guy on we're and we're giving him the most unlimited amount of shit once he gets on here and then uh, i'll headbutt both of us and yeah then, but. or slap on the nuts but anyways i i like the only hope i have for us is going to notre dame because i think like that might elevate our play because of it's such a cra- it's such a crazy environment there it really is no it's it's the, when I played there it was the I, I only played there as a starter I I went there I went, well because the thing is I never played other than that I went there and watched one of the years that we went there I think it was when right. DK was playing uh, that was my sophomore year I wasn't right. playing at all but like it's a different thing from standing on the sideline and watching compared to like being in the thick of it right and luckily. It was cool because the year that we went there when I was playing, it was the ten or the ten year, yeah, it was the ten year anniversary of the Bush Push. Ooh, and that was juicy. Yeah, the, dude, that <laughs> crowd was like people were throwing stuff at the bus, yeah. calling us names. It was beautiful. So we get in there and we start losing like pretty quickly. Like in the in the first quarter, they throw a bomb over the top, like first play of the game. Right. Um, I think that we got down like twenty to something like really early, and then we like fought back. And it was a fun game, dude. But then we ended up losing, which clearly we haven't won since 2011. Right. But just the, like you said, the environment there, there's just, there's something about like, re- you talk about tradition, but there's something about going and playing at places like Notre Dame, places like, I don't know, like the Coliseum, for example. Right. You know, just there's places like that where it is just, you can't describe it. It's nuts. You can taste the tradition. <laughs> On the jeweled shalele. <laughs> the, the jeweled shalele. We're fighting for it. Uh, yeah, that being said, I'm a little nervous going into this game. Uh, I think this might be... This, unfortunately, 
<laughs> this could be a game where we get freaking embarrassed. I'm not going to Well, I'm going to put a disclaimer on that because we are not experts. Let's just get that out of the way. We're not claiming to be experts. You're talking to a couple of slapdicks here. We're just guys that happen to play. Slapdicks <laughs> that just happen to play at the highest level of college sports. Right. And then now we're trying to make a name for ourselves. But no. we do have But we do have experts on the panel. Uh we're gonna we bring do have experts we're on gonna the panel. we're gonna get them in here so that they can actually give you a live look. Okay. And hello, welcome. I'm Dick Johnson and I'm here with my associate Charles Stingley. Charles, how is Notre Dame looking going into this matchup? They are looking actually really, 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 really good right now. Phenomenal. Boston. Tell us about Phenomenal. it. Phenomenal. Well, just because I have no personality, I'm gonna tell you stats, yes. and that's the only thing I know. Notre Dame. Giving up eight sacks. It's going to be big, but yeah. it's going to be big. And like you said, of course. like that one guy, the slap dick that you're talking about, don't know what that means. Dick slap, slap dick, don't yes. know. But hey, US let's watch the vulgar, buddy. Yeah, All right. yeah, this sorry, is, buddy. Uh, sorry. People this are is paying a, money. This here is a PG podcast. USC has not won since 2011. That's a crazy stat. I don't know that math, but that's been a while. And Notre Dame, 11 and a half point favorite. My God. Well, I think the keys for the game for USC, they're going to really need to establish the run early. They're yeah. going to need to do that. They have not done that the last game, and I think that's if they can establish the run early, no matter who the starter, they got to figure out who the starter is. Yeah, Stingley, they got to figure it out. Slovis, Stinky Finky, I know that's not his real nickname, but we hey, love you, hey, Like you said, keep it PG. If buddy. they can, if they can figure out who's starting the quarterback, if they can run the ball, I think they have a chance to win this game. But I'll be honest, I'm nervous. Notre Dame looks good. They look really good. I like them a lot. I'm going to be honest. I didn't hear a word you said. Yeah. I was looking at my teeth in the mirror right here. Damn, do I have a good smile. Um, Notre Dame, red zone, 20 out of 20 with 17 touchdowns this year. That's a heck of a stat. I assume the other three are field goals, correct? I believe so. Yes. Okay, very nice. We are experts. Yes. And like you said, Notre Dame has had a sold-out crowd for 270 straight games. That place is phenomenal. I love Uh, Notre Dame. uh, I tell my son to go there. I tell my granddaughter to go there. I want all my kids to go there. USC, there's a bunch of hoodlums, but Notre Dame, I'll tell you. And since I only know stats, Ian Book, I believe that's what his name is, quarterback for the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. My stepdad, as a kid, told me, he said, you want to know football? Just know the score for last game and know the quarterback's last name. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he threw five touchdowns in the first half. So, okay. USC, whoa. <laughs> and thank you, guys. That's all we got here, looks said. Appreciate you tuning in to the expert opinion. We're going to send it back to the slapdicks in the studio. Wow. I mean, I can't disagree. They just come out of you sometimes, you know? You look at stats. And Those guys know what they're talking they about. They <laughs> sports. I know they haven't played a down in football in their life, but numbers don't lie. The numbers do not lie. I read from a book, and the numbers do not lie. Yeah. Except when you need to pronounce people's names. Malapai. Malapai. But I will say, I do agree that... They made some with, good points. With SC, like, uh, again... We ain't experts. We're just talking shit here. Maybe you can listen. If not, please send a beautiful, lovely comment like USC Fernati did and let us know why we suck. Tell us tell us why you hate us, please. That'd be great. That'd be sick. We already get a lot of those. So. I've already gotten like six. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that this is not a game where we, like, dude, if we don't come out, if we don't come out strong, I really am nervous that Notre Dame can embarrass us. 
Oh, and this is the yeah. game. Uh, think about it from Notre Dame. Like they have to. Like yeah. they're ranking. Like they need to. They need to beat us and establish dominance. And that's what they're looking to do. And hopefully USC rises to the occasion again. Going a away game gets me a little fired up. But Notre Dame's gonna be looking to not only beat us but like convincingly beat us because they gotta get in that top ranking. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, like you said, if they if they come out there and it's a close game, it looks bad on their resume because their schedule isn't very strong at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I was looking at their schedule this this week and I was just wasn't really impressed with any of the games. But playing. they but they beat the teams impressively, yes, which is something yes. we don't fucking yes, do. Yes, I was I was actually looking at the schedule and I was like, hmm, if we played New Mexico, would it be that convincing? Uh, of a win probably not. <laughs> probably not probably not <laughs> you know but Notre, like you said Notre Dame is going to be coming out hot and I think the easy thing for us to all sit here and say is like whoa Notre Dame's probably going to kick our ass blah 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 right. blah that's the easy thing to talk about but what I was thinking about this week is how can we win like how can USC right. muster up a win and get and steal a, a road game which we haven't done and yet. how do we do that Scott dude I, think I know you're not an expert, but I'm how do we do it? I'm no expert, but buddy, I'll tell you what. I think that we freaking neeking, beacon, sneaking, licking, digging need to run the football, dude. We are constantly we're we're at the at this point we're in the third string quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't be too harsh on the dude, whoever it is, whether it's Slovis or Stinky Fink. It's we're recording on a Tuesday, so we don't know who's going to end up starting. I imagine it'll be Fink, but either or. Right. We need to run the damn ball, dude. This air raid offense works. At moments, but at the same time, what did Coach O always tell us when we were going into Coach these road games? Pack your defense and pack your run game. Coach and, and the beautiful thing is, is that our D line, our front seven, has been playing pretty well. The Coach only o. thing, only thing that's been bad uh, on our defense is that we've been giving up explosive plays. No Coach O. No Coach O. You don't like that. <laughs> but I, I, from the jump, though, we haven't this entire season. We have not been relying on the run which is what the run game is for because you literally dictate mm-hmm. possession uh, or your time of possession. You dictate what happens on first downs, like how much yards you can get. If you can keep get, if you keep getting like three to four yards every single time that you run the ball, dude, your playbook is wide open, especially with those receivers that we have. It's important. Like I said, I sound like a broken record, but we need to go out there. We need to run the damn football. And the, the fucked up thing is, is that we go out there and we try to run it a couple times in the first quarter. We usually, like, lose a yard. We have, like, a couple bad plays running the ball, and then we just completely abandon it. Running the football is four quarters, bro, because when if I'm a defensive player and you've been pounding the rock all game, I might let up a little bit in the fourth quarter just based off of fatigue. Run the football. 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 Listen, we got the dudes. Like, we... The last few years, I've always given shit at our like linemen. I feel like they didn't, we didn't have the like aggressiveness and stoutness on both sides. Like we've had good, don't get me wrong, we had good linemen like individually, but like as a unit, our offensive line, defense line, they look stout on both sides of the ball. Like I fucking, that's one thing that's fired me up this year. Mm-hmm. And as far as a quarterback. I feel like we, I know we talked about coaching and we keep repeating it, but. We what, got a, what, a, what, a, what about coaching? Let's well, we're specific. acting like like we're putting guys in as if they're the guy. And a guy like Fink or Slovis, whoever it is, like we need to play. We have freaking players, dude. We have talent. Our running backs are freaking sweet. Our O-line looks legit when we let them ball out. Our receivers, I would argue, are top in the country, like yeah. our, our core. 
why – I mean, just putting these guys in positions to succeed. I mean, I don't think Fink had the best game uh, last – or two weeks ago. But I also don't think he was put in a uh, situation to succeed. And well, when you have three down linemen and you're passing the ball nonstop, probably not going to work out too well. I just think that we try to like we try to like we get in our own heads sometimes of like trying to like outsmart people, whatever. Like we have players, man. Our players are better if you just keep on them and just keep pushing on them. I think it the fatigue will wear out because we our guys are just gonna are gonna beat you at the end of the day. But but we don't have that mindset. So it's like we come out we're t- right, we're gonna try to do all this stuff and. You know, again, I love Coach Elton. He's my guy, but I don't like. The, I just was disappointed in that last game with like not running the football when we cl- like like they were daring us to run the ball, and we got runners, we got linemen. I mean, that's I think it opens up Fink. I don't, and let and Fink's a runner. Like, let him run a little bit. Shit, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. like why is he throwing to number fifteen yeah. like, all the time? I think all three of his picks were to him. Like, open him up a little bit. So. I mean, you could argue that the entire team of the biggest amount of growth in all areas have been the linemen on both sides of the ball. I agree. So it's like, why are we not utilizing those dudes? Why are we not letting these three running backs that every single time they get the ball, they look electric? Dude, they They freaking pump their legs, all three of them. I love watching our running backs. I really do. So it's like, dude, let's feed it. Let's play some smash mouth football. Let's get back to what we are supposed to be good at, which – Dude, we, we have all the tools. This offense was was designed for JT Daniels. He's gone. So yeah. like I don't like I don't think you plug in another guy and he like no next guy up. No, it's like no, he's a it's a different guy. Like you yeah. you almost need to like redirect it and we have the guys to do it mm. with running the ball, man. Yeah, I mean honestly, I I could be wrong about this, but just off the top of the head, it looks like Slovis and Fink. It seems like those guys are more pro style than what JT is of a quarterback. Yeah, you know, JT is obviously like a very much so a Pac-12 guy where he's going to catch that thing and sling it as right. soon as he gets the rock. But more so, Slovis, he looks like he he looks like a pro style guy. Right, Fink, he could play either or. Right, and but they kind of make things happen on the fly. I think they extend plays. Um, I think they're. They freaking – they remind me of, like, Brett Favre, dude, just, like, yeah. slinging the ball, getting open, like, in mm-hmm. the pocket. Like, if you have a run game, you open that up for those guys. Yeah. Man. Well, <laughs> I saw, I've i been seeing nothing but, you know, experts, quote-unquote. <laughs> uh, people have been predicting, like, Notre Dame 31, USC 14. And quite frankly, it can get there this weekend. I think that it – I don't want to say that because I always want to be pro-USC, but at the same time, you know, also got to keep it real and, like, give honest – I think I'll be in pro-USC by saying we are we might get embarrassed this week. I'm being pro-USC because I want to fuck and hopefully it does light a fire. I don't not even though nobody listens to this <laughs> shit. <laughs> nobody gives a shit what you say. <laughs> but I'm going to say that if we if – we, if, okay, I'll say this. If we don't fucking come correct, we are going to get embarrassed. I promise you Notre Dame will no, embarrass the, the potential, I promise yeah. you. Yeah, the potential for them to embarrass us is there because, they one, they are talented enough. Two, they have coaching that can happen. It, it, that mm-hmm. can be very well happen. Um, but – I think that if we sit there and, like you said, we play lackadaisical, and if we get down I think it's early, lackadaisical, lackadaisical, yeah. lackadaisical, lack of days, lack of days. I said lackadaisical, 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 lackadaisical. Hey, my. Can we get the experts back out here? <laughs> I'll tell you what, my <laughs> vocabulary is phenomenal. <laughs> well, mine is. No, not. I know what you're saying. If we don't come out swinging, they're gonna they're gonna fuck us up, dude. Yeah. This isn't like. This isn't 
They're they're they look good, bro. That loss to Georgia, they they look good. Well, they only lost. It's a respectable by, yeah, loss, yeah, dude. Yeah, they yeah, lost by was, six. Like, yeah, it was not a lot. They look and Georgia's fucking good. Yeah, they're pretty sweet. So, um, you got anything else, man? I'm getting kind of drunk. Really? Yeah, I think I podcast. <laughs> <just> <laughs> <getting> <laughs> <there>. <laughs> oh really? Oh god. No. Ask me anything. No, I'm just joking. But seriously, anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, w- with that being said. Do you want to give a game prediction? Score and everything? Shit. I mean, if you don't want to, you don't have to. Cause I usually, no, I, I don't, I like don't doing, want to. I don't to. like doing numbers. I don't, I like don't want that. to because I'm I'm scared about where we're at. And I'm scared. like so. And the reason why is I think Notre Dame's going to, to beat us good. I really do. Yeah. And I think, it, I think they're going to beat us by more than two touchdowns. I could agree with that. Um, and why is that? Why do you think they're going to beat us? One, two touchdowns. Well, one, uh, I'm not even sure who's going to be starting at quarterback, which whatever. But I, I think, I don't think we're going to come out with the mentality. I think Notre Dame's just light years ahead with mentality, with coaching, and with their guy, their old line, dude. Like, I feel like every NFL game I watch, I see a Notre Dame <laughs> freaking starter on an offensive line somewhere. Yeah. And our D line is good, but I think that'll that will cancel out our D line, which is like, in my opinion, one of our better parts of our defense. Our young secondary, like, can they hang? I don't know. And I just, I'm very nervous that we're not going to be in the mindset to come out and play the way we're supposed to. Again, the only hope I had was that we're going there, but I don't think it's going to be enough this time. Yeah. You can, you can, yeah. Either way, we can talk about how it's going to be challenging for us to even stay in the game. But my biggest thing that I want to see this week is similar to what I was saying about Stanford. I want to see how we respond when we get knocked you mm-hmm. know i want to see oh yeah yeah for sure so because that's inevitable games like stanford notre dame um not ucla <laughs> 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 but those like teams like that they're gonna give you one and it's i want to see how they respond i want to see how they come right back on for that next sure. drive because the defense i don't know offense either or they're gonna get blown out on one possession it's gonna happen how do they come back, and how do they yeah. keep that mentality? Do they do they just like whimper away, or do they do they see, like sit in there and fight? And if we if we lose by I don't know like ten or something like that, or like an honorable loss, it builds character though. Ultimately, obviously, we want to win and everything like that. And I'm not going to sit here and say that we're for sure losing because we still got to play the game. Because quite frankly, with this team, you don't know if we're going to win by 30 or, <laughs> that's lose, what's, by, that's or what's, lose by 10. That's what's fucked up is yeah. like we're just so inconsistent that it's even hard to make a prediction because there's a part of me that's like, again, our purpose is to like ruin other people's seasons, including our own. Like we'll yeah. beat Notre Dame and then we'll lose to Cal and Ace. Like, you know what I mean? Like we'll beat better teams and then lose to shittier teams. So yeah. that's why it's so weird. But there's a part of me that just feels like Notre Dame is like not fucking around. I don't I don't know why. Yeah. I, again, no expertise, opinion. But I think they're going to want to put their foot on the gas and just really embarrass us because they need it for – Yeah, uh, they, they have to. For rankings. Yeah. Do you think um, – you think is like – as far as Helton's uh, job security, oh, you think geez. a game like this, like, I mean, what what do you think is going to happen after this shit? He needs this win, obviously, but, like. Well, I'd just like to ask the media to stop quoting me on Clay Helton's job security. <laughs> <laughs> They're paying it like I'm over here talking shit about the guy when I'm sitting. I've said nothing but good things about <laughs> I Coach know, and they get the, the one, one shitty. The one thing I say about, like, man, Coach Helton. Hey, man. Welcome to entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Did you see? Okay, I, okay. For example, I saw an article that said uh, if he doesn't win the Pac-12 uh, title, he's gonna be gone. I you, could agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would too. Well, it, it's. I think it, we're we that. Had, we're it, that fucking. You also have to factor in the wave of change that USC is going through. Yeah. New president. Who the fuck is our athletic director? You know, we don't know any of that stuff. So usually, if you have to just put that math together, yeah. usually you're getting a new coach. Um, yes, I would. I could agree with that. Um, if Coach Helton loses this game, uh, this I don't think that he gets fired at all. You think he'll make it through the season? I no do. Yeah, I, I think do. he will. I, I think he will. I think yeah. it would be completely disrespectful to fire the guy in the middle of the season. That's, that's like, they, the guy won a Rose Bowl real, a couple dude. years ago, man. Like, have some respect for he's him. Been, you know? He's been through the fucking yeah. shit. And they're on, thick they're and on the third-string quarterback, too. Like man. I said, man, he's. I wish we could keep him on. Like No matter what happens, I really wish SC was smart enough to be able to keep him on staff because he really is a gem of a human and like cares about players and development. Yeah. I just don't. I don't know if he's the right fit for head coach, but he really is a fucking good ass dude. Yeah, and I know he, I, dude. I hope that, I. It's hard to. I don't know. It's, I'm I'm in such a bind because I'm sitting here I, when I listen to people on these shows and I, I watch these things. I hear these things. People are, act like they know what the fuck people are talking about in the meetings. Like they right. know what the game plan is. Like if uh, Graham Harrell's the only guy, is that his freaking name? Graham yeah. Harrell's the <laughs> offensive coordinator. He's the only guy that has any say so with the offense. Right. Like Coach Elton needs to get in there and have more hands on with the play calling. Right. You know, I don't know what the hell's going on in the meetings. I don't know what's going on with the coaches. But there needs to be good God that stinks. <laughs> dude, this beer is oh coming God. up, ladies and gentlemen. Dude, I think I just lost an eyebrow. Well, that was the hummus from earlier oh backed by Lord. the beer. Glad you can't smell that. Yeah, that, I tried to get it away. I tried to. I tried to force Dude, it down. The radiation in this place just skyrocketed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I lost my thought. Holy shit! <laughs> you were talking about how oh. we suck. Well, no, you're we saying <laughs> we, no. We were saying how I. Not, this is what we were saying about not being like we don't know what the hell is going on in meeting rooms. I don't know what's going on with freaking behind closed doors, but. Facts are, Graham Harrell, he likes his air raid offense. Coach Helton brought him in. From what I met Coach Helton, from how he was as a coach, he likes power football. He likes that old school shit. His daddy was a coach, like down in the south. Hell yeah. We know how that goes. Daddy Helton um, So I think that, like I said, they need to rely more on the run game. Do they <laughs> hand it off every single freaking play? Run game. Run, run game. game. Run game. Ha, ha, ha. But no, you mix it up, dude, because if I'm – you saw the same thing with Washington – if we sit here and we pass the ball every single down, they're literally going to have three de- defensive linemen. And you're not going to have you, you, why are we going to sit here and pass the ball the entire time, dude? Get get us some play action stuff, like get us running the rock a little bit. We have these talented ass receivers which are our strength. Let's Help your quarterbacks them. out, man. Help yeah, them out, Exactly. Dude, not, you need it on they, the road they, too, they, especially with 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 the you have to factor in the crowd too with like the the Ooh, yeah. that shit's loud yeah, there. it's loud so like when you, it helps that with place rocking it helps with running the ball <laughs> you run the ball you stop the run you just i'm with you man i think we're just going in circles now but i well it's because you're drunk i know i'm pretty drunk you keep bringing up the run game fucking we well, run well shit people the ball there's not kombucha in there you're full of shit straight vodka don't well, people want to know sober, how the hell we're supposed to win. Except for vodka. Yeah. <laughs> sober October minus vodka. I think it'll definitely be a dog. I'm hoping it's going to be a dogfight of a match, but I'm scared. I'm, so. I'm, I'm just watching this game to see the heart. That's Agreed. what I'm seeing. Yeah, leadership. I do want to see leadership. I want to yeah. see where guy, who steps up, and that'll be interesting to see because 
you need your you need your senior leaders to like figure it out at this yeah. point. I think people have like unfortunately the fan base has lost faith in coaching. They haven't even really had it since the beginning. You don't necessarily have your leader at quarterback. You need guys like on the offense and defense to just like step up and take the reins. So So Let's see if it happens. I feel like a sponge that has been wringed out of all water, <laughs> and that water being USC football, because I'm gassed right yeah. now. I have no idea what else to talk about with you USC. Could. I think, well, we've been talking quite a bit. Well, there's, two beers deep there's one thing I would like to talk oh, about. Oh, yeah, what you got, man? Herpes. Get checked. <laughs> well, that's just, that's <laughs> just our second, that's <laughs> our second sponsor. <laughs> so, this past week... Mm-hmm. We're going to get down to the real shit on this podcast. This last week, I was at home, had time to kill. Mm-hmm. And I was just scrolling through Netflix, trying to look for a banger of a movie. And Dude, I see, don't tell us about that. And I see... <laughs> <laughs> That's disgusting. And I see, I see this gem of a man just posted up on the wall with, like, it looks like a 1995, like, flannel, just nice and, I don't know, silky smooth. Turns out it's Roadhouse. Dude. And I turn it on, and I'm like, I'll watch the first 10 minutes just to see how it is. And I watch it, and I finish it. And I think my life has been changed. I'm upset that it's taking you this long to see Roadhouse. Patrick Sw- Shout out to Patrick Swayze. Maybe arguably his best performance. I, actually I would say Dirty Dancing. No. In terms of grit and power <laughs> and passion. Grit. <laughs> How about Sam fucking Elliot every fucking time he comes on the fucking screen, he's kicking fucking ass. Until he gets stabbed in the chest. Yeah, that, I mean, that's going to happen if you have that kind of stab. I will say, I love Sam Elliott, but his punching <laughs> form was <laughs> atrocious, dude. <laughs> the, like, he's an actor, bro. Just, hey, dude, I'll get your fucking like, ass yeah. over here. I'll oh, fucking Lord. knock you out, you son of a bitch. Dude. <laughs> Me hole, <laughs> me hole, dude. That movie was. It made absolutely no sense by the end of the movie, and I was so fired up. This is my dad. Let me just say that that's the inspiration for this hair. Wow. Oh my god. And the part-time security gigs that I do, you bet your ass I'm at the front door. Just so that's <laughs> what you're doing out in the mornings in your underwear at 4 a.m. Yeah, tai I don't chi. get paid, but I do do security. Tai Chi, hire me. Um, all right, we're getting we're getting way off the rails here. Uh, shout out to Pogo for making it on the podcast. Merry Christmas um, this Halloween. Um, shout out to Patrick Swayze. Shout, Patrick, out. shout out to Patrick Swayze. Shout Joaquin out to Roadhouse. Phoenix, Roadhouse. Shout out to uh, not making it in the football. Yeah, shout out to being a has Shout out to depression. Um, <laughs> shout out to all the dark shit. <laughs> shout out to Notre Dame. Shout but, out to Sober October. No, honestly, fuck Notre Dame, but... I, I like. I really want Whoa, these motherfuckers to buddy. go. <laughs> Let's keep it PC. <laughs> I really want us to kick their ass, but I'm gonna fucking. Uh, I hope somebody listens to this to light a fire. We're gonna get fucking embarrassed if we don't bring our shit. So. I'm telling you right now, Coach Elton's playing this in front of the team room. Shout. Out <laughs> <laughs> I hope he doesn't. Uh, shout out to our sponsor, trying to help concussions. And uh, thank you to all our listeners. Again, feel free to comment. We love the beautiful comments this week. Um, yeah, this is good stuff. Try to dig deep. Uh, we're, you know, we're listening. So It's Tuesday. Get out there. Rock it. Finish the rest of this week off. And I will see you next week. Yeah. Well, hopefully after a win. Yeah, hopefully we're talking about after a W. And yeah. then 
by the way, fight on! And here on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles, number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in Los Angeles and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. Believe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.